We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski. Your timing was off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was I was late to the party. Um, welcome into the show here on a Monday. It's March the 20th. NCAA tournament now down to 16 teams. Just like that. Just like that. Goes from 68 to 16 in the relative blink of an eye. It is a great weekend of college basketball, though. It's it's I mean we just might as well make this thing double elimination at this point in time. Ooh, that would really change the outcomes. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean. It'd be all number one seeds. Billy Donovan, the former Florida coach, now the coach of the Chicago Bulls, once said that the NCAA tournament was the best thing in college sports, maybe the best thing in all of sports, and the absolute worst way to crown a champion. And he's right. Because if you turned around and played the tournament again, you would, you, get, you would get a massively different outcome. Oh, yeah. As opposed to when you play a seven-game series, not all times, but most of the time, the best team wins the series. Yep. If you play a five-game series, not all of the time, but most of the time, the best team wins. You get a three-game series, kind of bets are off. You get a one-game series, there are no bets to be made because all you have to do is be better or even significantly better for 10 minutes in a game. And you win. Yeah, you're just going on a good run. You win. So uh, Matt was talking about, I, and I did not have the money, uh, the line. I just went money line. <clears throat> but uh, there's a lot of people pissed off about that TCU-Gonzaga game. Uh, Gonzaga was up six with the guy that took two steps across half court and chunked one up and it went in yeah. as the buzzer went off and forced TCU to cover. There's a lot of pissed off people in the world today. The last two seconds count as much as the first two seconds. They do, but it sucks. <laughs> okay. 
I got beat up. Who saw, I, I'll remember it when we go over, we get to the tournament, but somebody got me because they couldn't hit any free throws at the end of the game. I'm like, they kept missing the front end of one-on-ones. And the other team was just going in there and hitting two, too, and they just killed my line. I don't remember who it was, but somebody killed me. All right, ready to get into it? Yeah, we'll, go, it. we'll get into the uh, we'll get into the tournament in a little while. We're going to talk some NFL first. First, I want to tell you that we are brought to you, as we always are, each and every show by Rain Total Body Fuel. It's uh, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. I uh, am rolling with the Inferno line again, the Watermelon Warlord. It's for my, you know, my, this stuff where I, I, I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. I still have, I forgot to ask Bob. Um, this really works with me for whatever reason. It cranks up my metabolism. Yeah. Like I, I will be down an extra pound tomorrow. I mean, 100%. That's just me. It's how it works with my body. I can't speak for everybody. You've also changed me. your eating habits a little bit too. A lot of bit. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm as light. I'm, just, I'm as, just saying it works as a combination. I'm as light as I've been in a year and a half. Yeah. I'll get back down to my fighting weight pretty quick. And then I just, then I got to like, then I got to get serious. Yeah. Because if I don't, I'll blow back up real quick. But I got, dude, I, I had to get in routine. So I tried to get up at five o'clock this morning. That didn't work. I was tired. Yeah. I can't do that. Staying up late for basketball has been killing me. Um, yeah, I went to bed last night. I made myself go to bed. I I, I was tired. I, I knew I was tired, and I knew if I stayed up an extra hour to see the end of a basketball game, I would pay for it all day today. So instead, I went to bed early, and Laura's phone dinged at 12.15. Ding! She oh, goes no. right back to sleep. Oh, no. And my brain goes, I'm telling you, my brain goes, oh, we're up. Let's start thinking about all the things that we need to be doing. Oh, no. And then it's so hard for me to wind it back down and I'm like, you got to fix that. Somehow my wife and I have managed to stay married as long as we have. And she snores like a like a professional. <laughs> Aaron's going to be so pissed off at you a right professional, now. professional. I mean, she snores. You're snor just right now. You are. I'm trying to save you. <laughs> digging, you, are, you digging are, a grave. You are crawling, <laughs> crawling I mean, into, into the hole. She snores like a 700-pound man. I mean, it's it's brutal. Okay? So we've managed that. All right. But here's what kills me is I can't. So I have to watch TV to fall asleep. That's just how I've always been wired, right? Well, so at first I go, I went, and so I guess it's our new setup in our new house, but it's like really bright. The TV is really bright in there. So I used to just put my AirPods in, and on, on Roku I just do the wireless, you know, to my to my AirPods, and mm -hmm. I'll and she'll go to sleep. Well, now that's too bright, so she goes. We've gone out and got one of those masks, you know, the, yeah. the darkness mask. So she can't hear any noise, right? She can't hear any noise. She can't see light, but she snores like a 700-pound man. And she puts her noisemaker on. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, whoa, time, time out. What is What does she put on the noisemaker? Uh, white noise. Like, shh. Yeah. Like that, that, that stuff. So, yeah, that's. I have to turn the noisemaker on at night. Do you? A lot of times. Yeah. I'll, sometimes I'll do the rain on it. But my mind starts picking up the pattern in the rain. <laughs> and so there's like the start repeating the pattern. Yeah. And so there's a little spot in the pattern where it sounds like the rain's hitting like a tin roof. Oh, yeah. And I start listening for that, that, that little dink, 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 <laughs> dink. And, and now I'm wired listening for the dink, dink. Um, I like the ocean sound because it's not as predictable. 
I found that I go to sleep more soon sooner with that than I do the other. Uh, I don't mind the thunder, the kind of a, sto- yeah. a storm. No, it's I'm like, good it's with like that. Thunder obsessed, and I've tried. I've tried the white noise. It, it's okay. I, oh, yeah, I don't. I don't. It doesn't bother me because I'm. I've used. Like I said, I'll. I'll put on something and I can watch anything and go to sleep. I mean, it doesn't matter. It could be the the most gory movie ever. Nightmare on Elm Street doesn't bother me a lick. I just need something on, and I'll fall asleep quickly. All right, we're going to get to NFL in a second. Grind has a good question, and I don't know the answer to this. I've talked to so many different people about this very topic. Hmm. In fact, I talked to Bruce Pearl about this in Nashville. Okay. And Grind's probably thinking about Bruce Pearl a little bit when he says this. He says, how much should we weigh tournament success when determining how good a college basketball coach is? My initial reaction is that it's twofold. One, the tournament is so matchup oriented. Yes. That you can just get a bad draw and a good team can get bounced quickly. And then I do think there is something about certain coaches either being really able to motivate a team for a given game. Yeah. Or being so businesslike, Matt Painter comes to mind. Yeah, so businesslike that when you play a game against a team like they did when they played Fairleigh Dickinson the other night, where it's their Super Bowl, yeah. and there's no ifs ands or buts about it. Hey, all we gotta do to win the national championship in our minds is win this game. Play this game super close. Yeah. Purdue, on the other hand, hey, another day at the office. Let's go get it. And if you look at Purdue over the years, regular season, they're pretty dominant. Big Ten, tough league. Yeah, You go play a lot of hard games against a lot of good opponents on the road. You got to go to Ohio State. You got to go to Iowa. You got to go to Illinois. You got to go to Northwestern. You got to go to Michigan. You got to go to Michigan State. It's a tough league. And they grind through it. Because that business-like approach, hey, we get up, we go to work, that works for them. And then you get into the tournament, and the other team plays with their hair on fire. And for whatever reason, you just can't match it, and you get knocked out of the tournament. If Purdue and Fairleigh Dickinson played a seven-game series, that bitch is over in five games. (laughs) Purdue goes and rolls through them over the next four games, and that's that. Yeah, you got their attention. But then on the flip side, and we'll talk about Arkansas later, you've got Eric Musselman, who now has won eight NCAA tournament games in the last three years. He's eight and two in the NCAA tournament in the last three years at Arkansas. It's a remarkable number. Right. How's he done it? They beat Gonzaga. It was a one. They beat Kansas. It was a one. He's got a good team. He's got talent. The other day, I mean, the the the, the symmetry, the poetry of – their game against Kansas was they're down double digits in the second half, which is the opposite of what's happened to them all year. They've been up double digits in the second half, yep. game after game after game after game, and people come starring back and beat them. And this time they have to come back and grit their way back and quit taking ISO shots and get downhill and make the game their game. And I don't know how much of that is coaching. Hell, I don't know. Yeah, basketball is just different sport to me, right? So – Again, we talk about this all the time. It's like how much of it is coaching and how much of it is players, right? I mean, players play. 
And when it comes to the motivation on a play, from a player standpoint, if you have to, you're in the NCAA tournament. If you have to motivate your kids to play hard in the NCAA tournament, you have a problem beyond beyond motivation. You have a culture problem. I mean, it's like when you get to the college football playoff. I don't want to hear, well, we got to get up to play TCU. No, hell no, you don't, Georgia. It's for the freaking national championship. I didn't say it again. Look at there. That's five shows in a row. I have not, I have not said the F word. Oh, My mother finally texted me, by the way. Five shows later. Thanks, Mom. Um, but you, you you have a cultural problem if you got to get somebody motivated to play. Now, I get, like, if it's the football regular season, man, and you, and you just played four SEC football games, and all of a sudden you got that one week where you got to go play, you know, East Mississippi uh, School of Cosmetology that you have to play. They're good. They're good. You have to play them on Saturday. Okay, I got to get my players up to go. But not in the NCAA tournament. Just stop. I don't want to hear nothing about coaches. Well, we had a tough time getting them up. No, uh-uh. If you if you're a player on your team and you and you don't recognize the 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 gravity of the situation that you're playing for the national championship and you got six games to play, everybody's got the same six games that you have to win to mm-hmm. go win it all. Yep. And you have a tough time getting motivated because you're playing fairly Dickinson. I mean, come on. I don't want. I, that, I don't. Anybody that's that, that's not I don't I don't understand that part. Yeah, it happens. But you yeah I understand. That's what I'm saying. I think there's a deeper rooted problem than that. If that okay. makes sense. Sure. And then you take somebody like Fairleigh Dickinson. They have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. They're probably they're playing loose, or they're not. There's no anxiety. Well, they're not playing for the national championship, right? And they know it, right? Right? Like nobody. I saw their, their tallest dude was six six. <laughs> I mean, no nobody inside that program. No, not one person. Even in their craziest daydream. Yeah. Dreamt of the final four. Right. Right. But they what they dreamt of was, hey, one shining moment. Yeah. Let's have it, our let's have our one 15 moment. minutes of fame in, in 40 minutes. Let's put our let's make sure that on that Monday night in three weeks when they cut down the nets, whoever it is, let's make sure that we're in the montage. Yep. And do and basketball players, it's just like the guy, the guard they had. I can't think of the guy's name. He was he was a badass. I mean, anybody can get hot. And if you start stroking the three in the tournament, yeah, I mean you can start cutting possessions down really quick. Yeah, and the from a schematic, we'll talk about the tournament in a second. But the from in this game, the thing that bothered me the most is Purdue is a bunch of big dudes, and they try to play small and match up small with a team that's tallest guy six six instead of just playing big. If they had just played big the whole time, they'd have beat them by thirty. But I guess you live and you learn from a basketball schematics. All right, we'll talk some football. Um, we talked about this at the end of the regular season. The One of the hottest teams in, in, in football at the end of the year was the Detroit Lions. You uh, you think they have become the team to beat in the NFC North. I think I agree with you. Quickly. Green Bay is making the transition, apparently, from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. Uh, the Bears are about to have a very fascinating draft, but I don't know that they're completely there yet. The Vikings are just this consistent team and they're they're the the old utah jazz of the nba where they can't ever get there and they're too good to fall out yeah they just sort of perpetually in the they're gonna be a 10 win 10 11 win team which is good yeah um it's not great it's not great and then you have the lions and they've had a bunch of uh, a bunch of additions in the free agency market they've got they literally redid their entire secondary they've got four picks in the first 55 picks in the draft and they took up. They picked up your guy, David Montgomery, because you know uh, Jamal Williams, who was really good for them. So now you got Swift, and now you got uh, Swift and David Montgomery in the backfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's two, in my opinion, 
that's two top 20 running backs in the league in your backfield to go along with Jared Goff. You got uh, Williams, who came back at the end of the year from, you know, the rookie that was from Alabama that tore his ACL in the, in the you know, he came back towards the end, started showing promise of being a good uh, receiver. You got St. Brown at receiver. Uh, you got, uh, I mean, you got some weapons, man. And now they got four picks in number six and number 18 in the first round. Don't let them, you know, you got Aiden Hutchinson at the, at the edge. They literally, passing defense was their big issue last year, right? They literally, they took, they signed Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from the Eagles, who was the best DB probably in the free agent market. They signed Cam Cam Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley, and Graham Glasgow. They literally signed two, two safeties and two corners to redo their whole back end. Got David Montgomery, and now they're, they're sitting here with picks 6, 18, 48, and 55. Well, they're probably going to get for sure three it, at least three starters out of there, but probably four starters out of the draft on a younger cap. And you got Jared Goff sitting here who quietly had a really good year last year. Do they go quarterback at six? No. I don't think so either. I don't. I think they go – they're, they're going to screw around and up with somebody the way these everybody's talking about these quarterbacks and, and moving up and everything else. They're going to they're gonna end up with Will Anderson or, or Jalen Carter. At six. I don't think they'll get Anderson. I think Carter's going to be sitting there at six. I do. I mean, you put Carter and then you got Aiden Hutchinson on the outside. Okay. You're working with – you're playing with fire. You're I mean, working if, with fire in a good way up front all of a sudden. I think Arizona would have to move in order to – because you got – remember, they got Panay Sewell. Was that last year or two years ago? They got Panay Sewell at an offensive line. I mean, they've been consistent. They got Aiden Hutchinson last year. They've put – I mean, they're getting pro bowl caliber dudes with their first pick. They mess around and get one of those two. I mean, Arizona, like I said, would have to move for them to get Will Anderson. But, dude, I mean, who else? They're going to be better than the Bears. They're going to be better than the Vikings. And then they'll know, be better than the Packers. The Packers th- are blowing it up. The, I actually think the Bears are going to be better than the Packers. I don't disagree with that. I think I think the Packers are going to finish last in the North. I don't disagree with that. I mean, it's going to be really easy for them to do it. I mean, all I, ha- I mean, Jordan Love would have to come out come unconscious. Before for that to happen, the Bears are on the rise. It's a slow ascent, but that's okay. Uh, Minnesota, we talked about, they're good. And Detroit, before they did all this, Detroit at the end of the year was a good team. Yeah, I mean, I, and you know, I love Campbell. I think he's fun as hell. You know, um, as a head coach, but I don't know, man. I, I I just nobody's really talking about it, man. And just I mean, you see them pick up literally four starters to redo their entire back end. Then you're adding these draft picks, and you're like, okay. I mean, the only thing that you could look not negatively, they'd be really hell on wheels, is you know they 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 dealt uh, T.J. Hawkinson last year at tight end. You put him at tight end, and you really got something. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they go get. Let me tell you what they should do. They go get Carter with six, and then turn around. What's my tight end at Notre Dame? That was so damn good. That's gonna go in the draft. Take him at eighteen. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I can't think of his name. I'll think of it. Hey, what do you what do you think of? Uh, it's not on the sheet here. What do you think of Cincinnati getting Orlando Brown Jr.? <laughs> Need all the help you can get. All the help you can get, cuz. What do you anticipate them doing with the right tackle spot? Because they're gonna put him at left tackle. That's how they got him. Move. Uh, do you do you buy some of the rumors that they might make the the trade with uh, make a trade with Tampa to get? Uh, I can't think of his name right now. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to protect protect Joe Burrow, right? Is is like Zilch or Zilch? I, I that's what I was trying to think of the guy's name. I can't think of it. I'm terrible names. Um, whatever it is, they got to protect Joe Burrow. They know their investment. They're fixing to pay him. Um, 
they have to get I mean they they attempted to I mean retooled up up front last year did not work very well until the end it took a long time they can't afford to I think they're going to need some running back help this year and I think they're going to need some help um up front add some guys if they want to make a cuz their window is now let's don't make any mistake about it Tristan Wirfs is who I was thinking yeah um yeah let's go get him I mean they got to they got to get help up front that what that's what I would do I'd also go get a running back. You know, I'm not – I like P. Ryan. I don't think he's an ever-down guy. I think they have to go. P. Ryan's gone. Where'd he go? He went to um, – he signed a deal. He's uh, – Where in the hell did I miss that? I can't remember where he went, but he's gone. Oh, well. He's they, out. They, go, they have to go get real help at running back, and then, and then they go get help at um, uh, tackle specifically. So let's talk about the 28th overall pick. Jonah Williams and a 2024 second to the Bucks for Tristan Wirfs. It's a good trade for the Bucks. I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know if he's that good. <clears throat> um, he's about to get paid, saying he'll get the biggest contract in offensive tackle history. Speaking of, Laramie Tunsil gets a new deal, <laughs> right, three years, <laughs> seventy-five million. $50 million fully guaranteed, $60 million in total guarantees uh, to stay in uh, in Houston with the Texans. Best I've ever seen with my own eyes. I, still, I know I've told – I think I've told this on here before that when Chris came back with that video of the board drill from, from practice, I have never had my, my jaw dropped from watching a high school offense alignment. Like when that dude got on that board, I was like, if I've ever seen an NFL, if you can ever look at an offensive lineman in particular, because they're very hard to project, you look at an offensive lineman and go, that dude's going to play in the NFL. That was him. He's the best I've ever seen. And I know because I have told this because I remember telling what I'm about to tell. There is a quarter-size spot that you aim for with your hands on a defensive lineman when they're rushing, and he never missed it. I mean, he's got the best. He's one. He's a phenomenal athlete, great kid, phenomenal athlete, but can just put his hand to the spot, and you can watch pull up any practice tape of him ever in college, and it's like watching clinic tape. It's just, it's amazing. I mean, it's just it's you just watch the guy in awe, and you know I think I'm partial too, but I think he's the best line uh, tackle in the NFL. There would be some uh, argument with some people about Trent Williams. But I, I don't I'm, know. I'm shit. taking Laramie. I don't know Jack about football, <laughs> and I would go to Ole Miss practices the years that he was there, and I would just go watch offensive line, and it was to watch him. And before Ole Miss's first game, his first year, so 2013, Ole Miss was getting ready to play somebody. I don't know. It's on the field, and it was in Oxford, and I was down on pregames, and I looked at someone at Ole Miss, and I said this is the person you guys need to make sure you have a good relationship with because he's going to make more money than anybody else who's ever played <laughs> offensive line in the National Football League. And they looked at me like I was insane, <laughs> and I went, watch his feet. He's Just good, watch dude. his feet. And he, 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 and sure enough, I mean, it won't last long because someone else will top the contract because that's how contracts work. But, um, yeah. Have you ever told the story we got a, the original probation story on here? <laughs> I'm not sure. We're now. Our goal today is to not go two hours, so keep that in mind. No, as this we, is as quickly we, as we roll. All right. Uh, how when 
when um, the thing that caused Hugh to send out the tweet was there was another SEC school that turned us in because they allegedly said we paid for Laramie to uh, go to the Super Bowl. And he was at the Super Bowl with the Mannings because the Super Bowl was in New Orleans that year. Mm-hmm. Ever told that? No. So Georgia <laughs> turned y'all in. I don't know who turned us in. Okay. <laughs> it's been 10 years. What's the statute of limitations on this thing? Less than 10 years. <laughs> um, and it made everybody mad because Hugh and Chris, to their credit, came up with the greatest idea of all time. So Georgia was coming in there the next day with two particular coaches, and they just got him to leave his that we what am I on Thursday? It was the Thursday before signing day, and they'd gone in there and they were coming on Friday to see him. It was the last day that you could go see. You could actually go Saturday, but last real day you could go see see somebody. And he commits on that Thursday, and um, they got him to leave his phone at home, and him and his girlfriend just went in the park across the street, like they were literally hiding in plain sight. Didn't go to school. And he was hiding in plain sight. And um, they said that, you know, I don't know what they told the coaches when they went in there, but they accused us of doing that. They turned us in, and that made everybody mad. And then thus the – I've always wanted wanted to ask something. Oh, boy. One of the reasons that Ole Miss got Laramie Tunsil is that Ole Miss offered him – I mean, Ole Miss – I got to finish my reign before we start this one. Ole Miss – I have an open mind, so if you want a second one, you can jump at it. Um, <laughs> one of day is good. Ole Miss offered his half-brother, yep. uh, whose name is escaping me right now. And then you guys also took another player that was two years removed. He ended up actually being a pretty good player. Why didn't you, the day that he announced, why not have the brother announce at the same time? I don't think it was done at that time. It was being discussed, but it wasn't. Okay. Because he committed like days, it wasn't, a day or two after. Yeah, it wasn't really discussed. That wasn't a holdup at the time. Okay. That came up later. But um, he's the best. Let me tell you something. He's the best I've ever seen. I mean, he's worth three scholarships. He's worth five. Yeah. Whatever. That's what I'm saying. He's the best I've ever seen. Um, now, we, uh, yeah, Hugh and, Hugh and Chris, credit on that one. Um, crime was involved in that one. Really heavy. My man Barney was involved in that one. So you're talking about Chris Kiffin, Wesley yeah. McGriff, Barney yeah. Farrar. Yeah. Um, just that was uh that was a lot that was the good old days, man. That was fun. Wasn't that long ago? You wake up, it's like ten years ago. I do remember that Friday. I had heard some rumblings that Laramie Tunsil and Ole Miss was really, really real. And statute of limitations is up. I I feels like I talked to Hugh Freeze that Friday morning and he was weird about it. <laughs> um I had talked about go, Ole Miss was playing at Florida basketball Saturday, and I had talked about going to Florida and stopping. And was it Lake City? Yep. On the way, and doing like a Laramie Tunsil story. But the high school coach there didn't seem incredibly amenable to it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was hush hush. Yeah. It could have been. It was almost a really, really good week. Peyton Barber. Got done at one time on yeah, that Wednesday. I remember that. And then this guy named Chris Jones got done for a little bit. Before. I remember that. Like, could you imagine? Oh, that would have been. That was, that was close to being really good. Chris Jones and Robert Kimdichie on the same defensive line would have been. 
would have been trouble. There's a reason we signed 22 that that Wednesday and not 25. I'll just leave it at that. There was one other one too. A few got away. Three. Carl Lawson. There's a reason we signed. Yeah. Yeah. It was Carl Lawson, um, Peyton Barber, and Chris Jones were the three we we sent out and didn't get back. It's they always came been, down at the very end. It's always been my thing. It's it's my defense of Hugh Freeze, frankly. Um, he can recruit. But when people say, oh, he cheated like mad at Ole Miss. He I'm really like, did. I'm like, well, no, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold up. Because my thing is always the same, which is if if he cheated the way that you're accusing him of cheating, he wouldn't have lost on as many guys as he lost on late at the end. Right? I mean, it just stands to reason that if you're if you're just cheating like mad and you just whatever, hey, highest bidder, we're just, we're just going to top it. We're going to be the last person standing at the auction. Well, you're not losing all those guys. There's a reason. There's a reason <laughs> that you, there. there's a reason that you didn't get those guys. That would take too much logical thinking. You know, I, well, I it's really, one of the reasons I don't think I'm. I mean, I'm being dead serious when I say this. It's one of the reasons that I don't think I'm particularly good at covering recruiting, is that I'm way too logical and not nearly dramatic enough. Like I don't embrace the drama of it all. Like when a kid goes, "Oh, I'm down to eight schools." Logically, congratulations. You're not, Logically, you're not considering eight schools, right? You're not really considering eight schools. You want, and that's cool. I don't have, I'm cool with it. But when the kid goes, I'm cutting, I'm, I'm going to issue my top 15. All right. I'm paying you no attention yet because all you're doing right now is you're just saying it's, it's a humble brag. And I don't blame you. Again, cool. This is no slam of the kid, any kid, yeah. anywhere. You're pointing out, hey, I got 15 offers. 15 of these, these guys want me. Look at me, and I'm good with that because that's probably going to impress little Jenny at school. It's probably going to get you some <laughs> some cred. It, it, people are going to, you know, you're going to get some social media. I, I get, I, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But you're not seriously considering 15 schools because no. it's, it's not logically possible. You can narrow it down. It's usually It usually ends up being three, you know. Um, yeah, a, a three's the max. By the way, I left out Matt Luke for whatever reason. Matt, Matt was obviously very involved in that too. Um, yeah, but it was uh, – that could have been a really, 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 really good year, but I hated the whole thing. Um, I hated the whole thing with after I left and Ole Miss went through the whole probation thing, all that mess. The part I hated about it the most is the stuff that they actually got hit on. It was like you almost felt like that's where you get what the old model, I guess, of the NCAA, what used to drive me crazy is they're the judge, the jury, and the executioner. Mm-hmm. And if they can't prove what they think is accurate, they will hammer you. They'll give you the same punishment for what they think you're doing on something little that they can prove. Does that make sense? Like yeah. it just that was a whole. And there's a lot of lives that got got changed and influenced by that whole thing, and um, it sucks. But it is what it is. Uh, let's see. Can pay some bills real quick. Yeah, we'll get to one more thing, and then we'll pay a bill. Uh, what did you think of the Dolphins exercising yeah. fifth year option on Tua Tonga Below? So. I just – it surprised me. Tells me that they don't think – it's a big year for – it's a big, big, big year. I thought they were going to wait to see how affected he was. Dude, one more concu- serious concussion. There's going to be some – there are, I imagine already are, but there's going to be some doctors in people's ears. Um, They went ahead and picked it up. They could franchise tag him, you know, if that was the case. I – Unless they got somebody else they want to franchise tag, and I was trying to bend my face trying to figure out who it would be, but uh, they went ahead and picked it up. Uh, that tells me that I mean they're happy when he when he's in he plays well. I mean it's not it's just a matter of can he stay healthy or not. Um, I was just a little surprised. 
that they went ahead and picked it up. You? A little surprised. You're you're out. I guess it just only thing it does is keeps them from uh they don't have to use a franchise tag on him, basically, is all it does next year. So, because you're still, what, a year or two? Because he's going in his fourth year, so you're, that's a fifth-year option, so it's next year's contract. just keeps you a year from now yeah. from using your franchise tag. Uh, the Cuban defect, Cuban catcher from last night's game, when Cuba headed back for uh, Miami after being uh, – back for Havana after being defeated, he stayed. He has defected in Miami. Why don't they all do it? Well, I guess because a lot of them have families back home and – things of that nature, but he, he defected. Um. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Doesn't surprise me. You don't have to defect to enjoy Walk-On Sports Bistro. You can just stay right here in Oxford or Jackson or wherever uh, your nearest Walk-Ons may be. Walk-Ons puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walk-Ons app for watching the NCAA tournament. Uh, whatever the case may be, the Masters coming up here pretty soon, the start of the Major League Baseball season. Uh, whatever uh, floats your boat, check it out at uh, walk-ons in Oxford or Ridgeland, especially. Hey, before we move on, um, I want to talk to you about this. So we touched on it. So Laramie signs that three-year, $75 million, 50-year, 60 guaranteed, mm-hmm. with allegedly no agent. Mm-hmm. Are you aware of the – have you heard all of the rumors going around, around social media this weekend about my the mythical creature named Saint Omni? I have not. All right, so – he can't, his name, first time I heard his name was this past August because Roquan Smith, you know, ends up, he says on it, he doesn't have an agent, right? Well, so St. Omni, I mean, if you look him up, I, I did a deep dive in him in August. I mean, you can't find anything on this dude. No pictures, no nothing. He's like a mythical creature. So he is a, he's not registered as the, with the NFLPA or the NFL as being a lot, you know, an agent. Mm-hmm. So he's 
I guess he's consulting. The only thing you can find out on this guy is he's a financial advisor, but you can't find pictures or anything else, right? And so these players are claiming they don't have an agent, but he is consulting with them. And when you're not a licensed agent, you can't talk to teams. You can only advise your client, but you can't do any kind of negotiations. And he came up last August because apparently there was a man named St. Omni that was claiming to represent Roquan Smith that was trying to talk to teams about trade deals with the Bears. Okay. Well, can't find anything about the guy. He's just a mythical creature. Oh. So people are – there's all kinds of – conspiracy theories out there is this guy really real all that stuff and well you know people in that world is he real or not i don't know i can't find anything out okay i i, I don't know but apparently he was involved with roquan smith and laramie tunsil but let me tell you something if laramie smart human being he is let me tell you why he stayed in texas the money no state tax exactly so that 50 million dollar signing bonus he's getting there's no 7% state tax. There's no 13% state tax. Let's say it's 7%. That's probably an average, I guess. Dude, that's $3.5 million that goes in your pocket. Yeah. Over the course of his contract, he's going to save upwards about $10.5 million with no state taxes and no agent fees. Now, how much is this mythical creature St. Omni getting? Is he getting 3%? I don't know. Um, but regardless, Laramie's saving a hell of a lot of money on state taxes and I'm really stunned more players don't beg to go to Texas and Florida for that reason. Blows, or Tennessee. Or Tennessee. Blows my mind. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with your owner, right? Like, if you got an owner that wants to spend money, a.k.a. Jerry Jones, dude, I, I, the Cowboys should never lose a Super Bowl because you got an owner that likes to spend money. Go, go, just go buy everybody. No state taxes. Yeah, because I, isn't it a basic tenant? I want to keep as much of my money as I can keep. Uh, yeah, I want to keep. There will never be a day in my life, ever, where I will go. Okay, that's enough. I'm good. Nope, I want more. Never. I will always want more. No matter how much I make, I will always want to make more. If I make fifty million, I will be figuring out a way to make fifty-one. That is just the way I'm wired, and most people, I think, are wired that way. Why wouldn't you be? Who are successful? Most people want to be even more successful. There's no such thing as oh yeah. That's enough money. No, no, you can raise my taxes. I'm cool with it. I, every time my poor accountant, bless her heart, <laughs> tells me, hey, we got to do something because of this, that, I get so angry yeah. about that kind of thing. So surely, I'm, I'm surprised that's not a bigger factor. If I were a professional athlete, screw loyalties and winning. and like, um, If I'm in baseball, hey, I, I want you to talk to the Astros. I want you to talk to the Rangers. Uh, I want you to talk to the the Marlins. I want you to talk to the Rays. Let's figure this out. Because before I go to the Dodgers and get whacked by taxes, yeah. if I can go play for the Rangers and not get whacked, give me my money. Yeah, so Drew, I'm glad Drew said that because that was what I was going to next. Drew says, don't they have to pay taxes in all the states they play games in? They do. Okay, so but yeah, here's but you're going to play more of your games at home. But when you're doing these signing bonuses, right? Right. That comes from the state that you're located in. So the bulk of his money, so fifty million of it, is all the, the guaranteed money is Texas is, money. Is Texas money, right? Yeah. And golly, somebody was just talking about it the other day. Somebody got traded from Florida the Rams or somewhere in Florida the Rams, and they had to pay like a, uh, maybe it was Jalen Ramsey or somebody. I don't remember who it was, but somebody had to pay a bulk of the contract or whatever. And he was so fired up when he got his check because the bulk of the money came from the Florida team, and it 
wasn't taxed, state taxed. And then, yeah. you know, California's like 13% or something crazy. But I my brother did like three days worth of business in California last year and had to pay taxes on it. Oh, yeah. They're crazy out yeah. there. I remember Mark Barron. So Mark signed, when he signed his big contract with the Rams, they were in St. He signed it as they were leaving St. Louis and they were going to California. And that move cost him like $9 million in extra taxes. I mean, something crazy. A whole season's worth of games, basically. Oh, on his contract. I mean, it's just nuts. I'm anti-tax. I'm for a flat tax. I'm for a national sales tax. I'm for the abolition of the IRS. I'm, I mean, totally serious as a as a as a fundamental belief. Well, I, I can tell you as a official small business owner, like oh, I don't I don't know, bro, dude. I know you know. I've told you, but I don't know how people. Like I was very fortunate in our situation, but dude, it's it's not the system's not designed for people to succeed. I can tell you that. I mean, you, you know, part of the solution to tax problems in our country. I'm totally serious when I say this because you see it. I, I'm, I'm you, you see it, and I see it. So I, I get my money and then have to pay the tax right. qu- quarterly. It doesn't automatically come out because I'm a contractor. If everybody got their money and then had to go pay it, not automatic withholdings. Yeah, we'd have a different outlook on taxes. <laughs> yeah, because there are so none of, none of jail cells. There's so many. <laughs> Well, no, there's so many people. No, no, no. Seriously, think about it. There's so many people who, because that money's never actually in his or her hands, or its hands, I want to be politically correct these days, um, Here we because go. it's never in the person's hands, they never think of it as their money. Right. No, you're right. Well, if, trust me. If you're you right. have it in your hands and then you have to distribute it, you realize how much of your money is being distributed. To no. pay for absolute shit. <laughs> You're 100% right. Uh, quickly, the Patriots signed Juju Schuster-Smith and Mike Gusecki. I thought that was interesting that they're trying to get Mac for the first time in a long time. Uh, Patriots are out there trying to get some weapons for Mac Jones, and they got, you know. Um, well, we saw them in person in Vegas, and he didn't have a whole hell of a lot to nothing. work with. Yeah, but Gusecki's a dude. Juju's a dude, so starting to get him some weapons. Uh, quietly over the weekend, one of the biggest moves I thought was Brandon Cooks Mm -hmm. to Dallas. Brandon Cooks, a lot of people don't know about this guy because he's been in Houston. This guy can play. I had him on my fantasy team. Like He's like a a free six-round pick in your fantasy. won't be anymore. He'll immediately go to be him and CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is probably the happiest dude in America. Um, Brandon Cooks will be at least wide receiver, too. He'll he'll get – he's going to take some pressure off CeeDee. CeeDee's going to have a great year this year. So, big move for the uh, Cowboys. And then, I guess yesterday – Adam Thielen to Carolina. That was good. He's kind of disappeared ever since Jefferson took off in Minnesota. Him going to Carolina, but bringing in some vets there. And then uh, last one I want to talk about, Jimmy G's in Vegas. We we don't have to talk about that. But Alan Lazard, the deal got done. So we were, I guess, doing our show last week when Aaron Rodgers went on Pat McAfee and said what he was going to say, which we'll talk about. But Alan Lazard, deal gets done mm-hmm. to the Jets. That tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, it's – um, it's a matter of time now. It's about the two teams getting together on compensation. Yeah. Um, who has the leverage, who doesn't. I personally think that the Jets and Aaron Rodgers have all the leverage yeah. because the the Packers are going to try to get some stupid deal. I mean, I would too, right? They're going to try to get some stupid deal for Aaron Rodgers. But at the end of the day, you're not going to pay the guy $60 million to come to your team and tear it up. No. He would be the highest paid player. It's like $58.3 million. It's going to end up being what, like a fifth-round pick? 
No, I think they'll get more than that, um, but not much. I mean, a fourth round pick, a four, a four and a six somewhere in there. Maybe a sneak of three in there. I don't know. Um, but they're just they just had to get together on compensation, which immediately I'm I'm like eating popcorn guy ready to go for uh, next year with the AFC East. I think that's going to be one of the most fascinating divisions in all of football. I agreed, one hundred percent. All right, you ready to do this thing? Yeah. All right. Let's let's switch gears here to basketball. Let's give a little update for the fans uh, and the McCrady Siski fans uh, standings. We have <laughs> Barry uh, McCockner is the <laughs> is the leader. Um, Barry McCockner is how you say it. I say that for me one time. Barry McCockner. Yeah. So he is he or she or it. Is leading our is in sole first place at four hundred and eighty points. The problem is, is that good old our good buddy Barry has Purdue winning it all. Oof! So well, they're Barry, not they're not gonna they're not gonna. So they're gonna be out. Uh, Matthew Hall is in second. He's got a chance. He's got fifteen hundred and fifty points. He's in second. He has Texas winning it. Okay. And then uh, we got a couple people there. Experienced Cougars and and Kim Palm both have Houston winning it. Okay. But as my son told me going to school this morning, he wanted to make sure I gave him a shout-out today. My son, Brock, uh-huh. my middle son, is sitting snugly in fifth place oh. with the most max points available. Oh. Now, who's Brock have winning it? Alabama. Okay. So, he was getting his eyes drilled out like he was ready to quit. You know, he was he was ready to throw it in after round one. He was way down there. And then I don't know what happened over the weekend. Like, he was, like, in <laughs> dead-ass last place, and he looked up. Now he's in fifth. Uh and uh, our good friend Ronnie Williams is hanging out there in seventh place with a Gonzaga. Uh, and then we got uh, Todd Abbott. Todd Abbott's up there. He's in seventh place, but he also has Purdue winning it. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be there. But uh, we got some guys in there. My dad, who held the first-round lead, my dad is in 12th. Okay. And then if I don't, I will get fired if I don't. My mother was up there, too. She's in there in solid, like, 20th place. Okay. And then my favorite, McCready's Barber. He's in twenty second, and he has a lot of max points ready to go. So, um, no, it's a, it was a, a crazy weekend. Like the leader, and I do some online stuff. A lot of the people, like the people who are winning the brackets, miss like ten games. Yeah, it's nuts. You just got to have your just have your sweet sixteen intact. That's basically the 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 key to it. How's your bracket looking? I don't have any idea. <laughs> I had it's Alabama, way down there. I had Alabama, Texas, Marquette. They're out. Yep. And I think I had UCLA. They're still in. For right now. I didn't I didn't go with my gut on a second round game. Uh we talked about it, but I didn't do it. I really felt like Arkansas was a problem for Kansas. And it turns out they were. They were. Um I would like to thank Arkansas, by the way. I'd like to thank them. Okay. For what? Finally. Being the team that we've been talking about, you and I have been talking about on this show for I don't know how many weeks now. Everybody's like thought we were crazy. Well, everyone kept going, oh, you're a homer. And I'm like, well, number one, I'm not a homer because I don't cover them. Number two, it's not about being a homer. It's about if you've seen them in person, they look the part. And when you watch them play and then look, I've said this many times, I live in a house with an NBA junkie who I think the only thing that he loves more, well, now yesterday he sat in his room and watched El Clasico instead of watching the NCAA tournament. Okay. So soccer, <laughs> among American sports, right? 
There's nothing he likes more than the NBA, other than perhaps the NBA draft. Okay. Okay. Um, we're starting to make the transition, we being Thunder fans, yep. from building to, hey, we might make the playoffs this year, right? But for the last two or three years, it's always been about the draft, about the build. And so going into this season, especially when the news came down that Chet Holmgren had broken his foot and was going to miss the season, right. it was like, okay, we're going to suck again. Everybody said, hey, the Thunder are going to win 22 to 24 games. They're going to be at the top of the lottery. So it was all about Victor Wimbanyama. It was all about Scoot Henderson. It was about Brandon Miller. It was about those people. And then as the season progressed, it was more about, hey, who might go 8 to 12? Well, in that 8 to 12 group, there are two dudes who play for Arkansas. And so when Arkansas played, we watched. And it wasn't because the girls go to Arkansas. It was because, hey, there's a lot of talk. That Did you have your like Razorback thing on? Well, I wear that everywhere I go. Okay. So that's the Did fact you, that. Like, Woo, tip off. Well, no, no, I mean, not, not necessarily a tip off. <laughs> I mean, I do that kind of throughout the day, oh, as yeah. you know. I mean, oh, I, I saw you doing it on the treadmill. Well, I did it on the treadmill. Um, <laughs> we were, I was watching um, uh, Xavier and Pitt. And uh, one of the teams ran a play that looked similar to a play that Arkansas runs, and so I called the Hogs. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, I call. I saw you today, and I called the Hogs. Um, I mean, everywhere I go, I just if I see if I see someone that I like, I call the Hogs. Okay. I guess that's what I do. It's your thing. And but no, um, uh, Black Anthony Black, yeah, uh, is a guy that gets talked about a lot in that eight, nine, ten range in the draft. And so we'd watch him. Nick Smith Jr. gets talked about a lot in that range of the draft. So we would talk a lot about him. So we watched those guys and you're like, man, how do they keep losing these games? They're, they're too good for this. They find a way they've been finding a way. And, and Jordan Walsh defensively gotten better is an elite player. Yep. Now, offensively, he's a bit of a train wreck, but defensively he's an elite player. He's like and, college version of Dennis Rodman back in the day. Ooh, that's not a terrible comparison. You like that, huh? That's who I think of. He Draymond green, maybe. He hit a three against Kansas the other day, and Ricky Council the fourth went over to him, and you could see him going, "Just shoot it. We need you to believe in yourself. We need you to shoot it. You know you can't." And there were he they had a shot caught violation late in the game because he got an open look and he just didn't take it. They let him shoot too. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, I'm with you. It's it's that that's that team. People like you guys are are you are you you're cheering for them? It's no, it's that they're so talented that you just can't believe that they've lost 13 times. And they have, but they're they're a good What's team. What's the center they lost early? Uh, Tevin Brazil. I think it took a whole team reset because when you watch them early, because I actually, whatever, they started in the, was it the Maui Classic or wherever they were at when they were playing early and they were beating people, really good teams, and they were competing. When they had him early, they looked like a team and they kind of reset. But um, they're dangerous, man, going forward. Um all right, we got the bracket that uh, were you support. What what upset besides obviously Fairleigh Dickinson? Any any team that you were like, holy shit, Princeton, Princeton didn't see that coming. Yeah, twice. Dude, they look they look legit. How would you? <laughs> I uh, would, I at this point, I want it blown up. I didn't, I I didn't see, see I didn't see FAU getting this far. Kudos to Dusty May and the guys. I thought they would lose to Memphis. Yeah. I, did um, I didn't see that one coming. Um, you know who's playing really well right now that I didn't see coming? K-State. Well, I saw that one a little bit. I got them. Yeah. Michigan State. Yeah, and now they're like. Because they, they're shooting well from three. 
What's his? What's Tom Izzo's NCAA tournament record? Oh, it's got to be like off the charts. Well, he went. He won it as a four or five one year. I'm gonna pull that up. Um, it's Tom Izzo's NCAA tournament. You know, going back to when you were talking about coaches earlier in the show, I think there's something the coaches that get their kids to get their teams to peak at the right time. I think there's something there as far as you know finding the right lineup and all that stuff. and Or if it's baseball, find the right pitching staff, whatever it is, I think that's when you get hot. Tom Izzo's 53-23 and 23 in the NCAA tournament. It's pretty salty. Uh, this will be his 15th trip to the Sweet 16. 15 trips to the Sweet 16. Think about that. 15 times. You know how many coaches would kill to go to the Sweet 16 15 times? Keeps you employed for a long time. 15 times. Um, I was surprised San Diego State made it. I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a great team. Got a decent draw. They're they're very well coached. Uh, they're, they got to play a 12 and a 13 back-to-back. They, they did. But they won. They won. Um, dude, Alabama, like, I mean, it's just like what I said. You look up and it's like you sneeze and they're up 15. That game was close, 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 close. And I, I dozed off. Was that Saturday night? I dozed off and looked up, and they were up 15, 17, whatever it was, because um, I took them in a minus the points. They were like eight-and-a-half-point favorites. That was easy money. Um, Creighton's legit. Yeah, Creighton's legit. And this is the one. I'm going to tell you who's legit now. It's probably the next team I was about to come out of my mouth. Xavier. Their dude. Xavier's legit. I'm hoping late they don't show up this uh, this Friday. Because I got Texas. So I put three win bets. That's, well, Xavier, Texas is going to be one hell of a basketball game. Yeah. I put three. And I forgot to say this on the show last week. I put three win bets in last when we were in Tennessee before the tournament started. So my three are still alive. I, I have a uh, win bet on Alabama, a win bet on Texas, and a win bet on UConn. Those are the three that I got win bets on. Um, dude, Tennessee. This is one I want to talk about. Tennessee. Flat out physically beat the piss out of Duke from the jump. Yep. I'm talking about beat them down. Yep. I mean, it was like watching a football game on, I mean, physically dominated the game and made them like it. It was an interesting juxtaposition because you have this Tennessee team that's been there for a while. Josiah uh, Jordan James, uh, Santiago Vescovi, uh, the big foreign guy, uh, Oh, I can't think of his name right now. He's been with a P, right? Yeah, been there, per- Persic or something. Yeah. He's been there forever. Um, and they 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 know now, especially without Zakai Ziegler, who was kind of their heart and soul. Yeah, they sort of know. Okay, we don't have him to go dribble, drive, penetrate, play fast. We have to just fully embrace. Here's who we are. We got to be physical. We got to play football out here. We got to be smart got to crash the glass we got to box out we got to be who we are and by god they've done it yeah and and you're and duke on the other hand recruits yeah plav plavich it's plavich or plavchik whatever we'll go with plavik i'll go with plavik duke on the other hand is what duke always is yeah recruited at a really high level get a bunch of super good high ceiling guys um, uh, Philip Philipowski yeah. is, a, is an example. Philipowski can play in the NBA and be a really good player, but he's a little slight still. Like he needs to get in the gym. He got bounced around like a ping pong. And ball. He got he got yeah. And now look, five years from now, 
He'll get his. If you tell me, hey, you got to have one guy on this floor in five years, I want him. Him. That dude. Because <laughs> he's going to be a stud. Because he's got all the skill set. But he got bounced around by an older team. And it's, again, it's a one-game series. It's not a seven-game. He doesn't get to, to go look at the film, regroup, have a different plan. Hey, we're going to play this differently in game two. Mm -mm, it's over. There is no game no. two. You know, um, you saw that last year with Chet Holmgren. Yeah. When he played against Arkansas, he played against some older bigs. He got knocked out. If, if Chet Holmgren could have gone and watched the film and come back for game two, he would have gotten his. But it doesn't work like that. Does Tennessee get to the Final Four? They got FAU. <sighs> they're they're going to get to the Elite Eight, I think. And, and then, then they they're going to get K-State, Michigan, Michigan State. State. Um, Boy, all I can tell you is sign me up for that game. I, I don't know that they have enough to beat either one of those teams. Um, Michigan State's playing at a super high level right now, and and I would love to have watched a K-State Tennessee Elite Eight game with Ziegler on the floor to go against the five eight guard for um oh, he's what's that guy's name? Um, um I just watched him go off last night. Dude, he's not scared to dish it like he's Magic Johnson back in the day. No, 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 no he, look passes. He has no fear. No, I mean, and the coaches that the the cool part about that is the coach embraces it. Like he he'll pull off seven miraculous passes. Well, I'm a and big Jerome. He'll, he'll, he'll do three. I, I, I love Jerome Tang. He'll do three that you're like, you I, want to yank his I, ass out? I love Jerome he Tang. Lets him, Jerome lets Tang, him be him. Jerome Tang gave the single best basketball answer yesterday. Why'd y'all win? We have dudes. We have more dudes than they have. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're Kentucky. Uh, Drew no, says Noel. Noel. Thank you, Drew. Uh, Drew's our basketball research guy today. But that's his answer was great. Yeah, Kentucky's got a storied history. I mean, always taking that away from him. I mean, holy shit. I mean, it's Kentucky, right? But those guys don't play. Jamal Mashburn's not coming out of the woodwork to play. No. Um, you know, uh, uh, th th those the, the guys that 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 led them to championships over the years. Dan Issel's not coming back to play, right? That's not happening. So they had more dudes. Keontae Johnson, by the way, what a story. What an incredible – I know you've got it on the yeah. list. What an incredible story he is. Here's this guy who – it was December of 2020, and I was right about where Murray the Moose is right now, riding a Peloton, watching Florida, Florida State basketball in Tallahassee. My buddy Mike White's coach at Florida at the time. And Keontae Johnson goes down. Yeah. It's in a coma is, for like three days. And is motionless on the floor. Yeah. And – you can only think the worst. You think Hank Gathers, um, is it Reggie Lewis? You think those kinds of people, and you think, oh, my God, he's dead. That's I remember thinking, this can't be. And he never plays another minute for Florida. And he kind of becomes an afterthought. You're just like, oh, yeah, I wonder what happened to Keontae Johnson. And you find out what happened to him was Kansas State took him. Florida yep. never would sign off medically. He wanted to stay at Florida. Yep. They would not sign off on, reasons on wouldn't, do it. wouldn't sign off on him medically. He elected not to just take the life insurance policy. That five million dollars could have taken five million dollars and never played basketball again. Yep. But he said, "I want to play basketball." And Keontae Johnson's going to play in the NBA. Yeah. Make and a lot more looks, than five million. looks like a gazillion dollars out there, and was so good in that elite game yesterday. And I know Kentucky's not. Kentucky, but it still they played well. I mean, it still says Kentucky, and they still looked the part in ways, and that was such an entertaining game. To Kentucky's defense, 
they didn't beat themselves like they had been beating themselves later in the year. Yeah, like, they got beat. They just got beat. I mean, they dominated on rebounds. Well, they, they had very few turnovers, and they just got beat. Every time they took a lead, and you'd think, okay, well, they're going to get a stop and expand this to six, K-State would go, nope, we're going to hit a three. Yeah. We're going to hit a three. And then it was just a great, great, great game. No, it was a phenomenal game. Um, but, again, Jerome Tang, his answer is, hey, man, this isn't me. And now, look, he's a hell of a coach. Jerome Tang's a hell of a coach. Well, he, there's coaching involved in that because yeah. that's that's not that's easier said than done. But he to just go, hey, I, I let my guys play. We have a we have a we have a culture and we have a we have a system and we have accountability and we work. But I let my guys play. Yeah, no, he does, and and um, I'm I'm pulling for them until they. Uh, I really don't care if they who comes out of that region now because I don't. I'm done. I had Duke and Marquette, so whoever whoever comes out of it, great, but. I, I want I want to see a Tennessee K State game. I'd watch it. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, I want to see that because I I just I love the way Tennessee's playing physical. I mean they're and they're getting away with it. I mean they'll they're letting them get away with it. Uh, what you would hate to see is a is a Tennessee Kansas State game. And the refs have a tight whistle. That would suck. But oh, then it's, it's uh, there's a handful of games that that immediately come to mind as as the officials have a chance to really ruin this. Reb Grid says Siskia could be wrong, but I think the Saint guy was a part of Robert, Robert and Grayson High School crew. Oh well, allegedly. Okay, that be yeah. statute limitations not up on that yet. It, it's up. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to skip to the next subject. All right, so man, let me tell you where I was sick. The one that pissed me off all week was the Auburn Houston game. Auburn did exactly what I said they were going to do against Iowa. I mean, they came out. They wasn't missing anything. They, they they were feeding off the crowd, the whole deal. And they come out, and they're up like 13 in the second half, dude. And just the second half, at one point in time, they were two for 23 from the field. Some of that was Houston, though. Yeah, but two for 23? Yeah, Houston really turned it up on them. Golly. Kel I mean, Kelvin Sampson's a big-time coach. They had them. They had that one right where they wanted them, dude. And, you know, Houston and Miami is going to be an interesting matchup because Miami, when Miami's on, yeah, they're as good as anybody because they can score. Isaiah Wong is a dude. Dude, how about this? Isaiah Wong, he was at K-State too. Yeah. That could have been a freaking crew. Could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he got his NIL. Um, But – Miami's as good as anybody when they're on. That's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, and then I think uh, UCLA's depth is going to show up this week. I think Gonzaga will beat UCLA. UCLA's oh. been playing well. Just they just they're out of like they're playing great, but I don't think they got enough depth to keep up with all the guys that got hurt. If you're Gonzaga, do you want a shot at Arkansas or do you want Connecticut? I, I think it doesn't matter. I think the winner of Arkansas UConn goes to the Final Four. I don't think it matters. UConn's freaking. I think I agree with that. UConn is really, really good. Um, St. Mary's was with them, and then the kid got hurt. Yeah. And then they weren't the same. He got hurt early, too. Yeah. Yeah. But UConn, when they're, dude, UConn's, yeah, grind, that's the other one. My wife was even commenting on Auburn's free throws. I mean, they were. Missed 17. Yeah. But they it, it was like they were below. At one time, they were like 15 for 33 or something. At one time. I don't remember what it ended up, but. Um, I just don't think Gonzaga Arkansas UConn is going to be a, a fun matchup to watch. Everything screams UConn 
I'm screaming UConn because I have a win bet home at 20-something to 1. What's interesting with Arkansas against UConn is that unlike St. Mary's, Arkansas can throw a collection of bigs at them. They're going to have to. And if they can get him into any foul trouble at all or minimize his game, everything else around Connecticut is just good. Yeah. Guards can play. Yeah. But I think it's going to extend Arkansas. That You nailed the nail on the head is – uh, is it Sonogo? Is that what's the guy? Sonogo. Sonogo, dude. He mm-hmm. he can shoot threes. He he does everything. Um, he's a legit dude, and he's getting better and better and better. Um, they can extend him, and they got the other kid that comes in there, the other big that comes in there. That's why they gave you know they beat Alabama early in the year. And they're they're a matchup nightmare for a lot of teams. They're athletic enough to do it, um, but I do think the way Arkansas is playing right now, the winner of this game, I, I think that's a matchup nightmare for either Gonzaga or UCLA. I don't think it matters. I think the winner of that game goes to the Final Four. Okay. Um, first time ever. I didn't know if you knew this. First time ever, a fifteen and a sixteen won the same year. I did not know that. Only the second time ever for sixteen. So that was yeah, that was a pretty easy stat. Um, but I'm I'm uh I'm interested in seeing the when the lines come out and all that stuff. I think you're going to have Alabama. I don't think they have a hard enough road. I think they're going to plow through that. I think they're in the Final Four. Um. The Tennessee, Tennessee or Kansas State's one of the two. I think that's who plays. That I have no idea on that one. That's going to be a good one. Um, and I think the Xavier Texas winner goes to the Final Four. Ooh, I'm just, not buying Houston. You're just dude. discounting Houston. I, I'm not buying. Them. I mean, I've got Texas winning the whole thing, so I'll, I'll play along. But look, Houston's really good. I know, but dude, they besides Sasser, they they can't shoot, man. I've never seen as bad of missed shots in my life. They either hit nothing but net. Or they throw the most bricks of any team I've ever but seen. Where in my they're life. so good and they don't get credit for it is when they when they get uphill or downhill, yeah. I should say, and crash the glass. They are an absolute beast at the basket. No, I get it, I get it, but like I'm just not, I'm not, I'm I'm selling Houston. UConn minus three and a half. That's all that line is. That's interesting. Is that line already out? Yeah, they probably already got. It. I'll look at them. See if I can find them real quick. Which is crazy. Like now they're putting lines out real early. They used to not. All right, here we go. Kansas State, Michigan State. Ooh, I'm gonna bet this one. If anybody's curious, I'll go ahead and tell you. Michigan State favored by two over Kansas State. I'm taking I'm taking Kansas State money line, and that is at plus one ten. So, but kill the juice. Okay. Uh UConn three and a half. Money line is Arkansas plus one forty eight. Good value. That is a pretty good value. But I think UConn wins that game. Tennessee FAU. I'm all over this one. Uh, Tennessee minus five. I'm 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 laying the points. Ooh, I don't mind getting five points. You told me it's closer than that. I buy it completely. I just think they're going to out defend them. I think they had too easy of a road to hoe. Um, and then Gonzaga and UCLA. UCLA is favored by two over Gonzaga. Yeah. I'm actually – I would take uh, Gonzaga in that What's one. the Gonzaga money line? 110. Uh, not much. Uh, Friday, Alabama seven and a half over San Diego State. Lay them. Okay. Lay them. What's the San Diego State money line? That's probably 1210 probably. Okay. 278. Mm. Not bad. Not a bad value. Houston – here's one. Here's probably going to get – Houston seven points over Miami. I don't hate Miami plus seven. Yeah. 240 on the money line. <laughs> All right. Creighton and Princeton. What I do you guess think Creighton's, Creighton's a seven and a half point favorite. 
nine and a half. Okay. Princeton money line, if you want to get crazy, crazy, plus 360. Okay. All right. Ooh, I don't like this one. Xavier, Texas. What do you think the line is? Texas minus six and a half. Texas minus four. That one scares me a little bit. Okay. Money line is plus 150 on Xavier. That's that's not a terrible uh, value bet either because Xavier's got the uh, the ability to pull that off. Yeah. Um, that they one, do. That one kind of worries me a little yeah. bit is having that. But, no, I like uh, – uh, dude, I, I just – I think Alabama's going to blow the doors off San Diego State. I don't think that's going to be close. Um, that would probably be my favorite bet there. That one and um, what was the Thursday one I liked? Well, Tennessee like, minus five. Yeah. Uh, it's cold outside today. It's going to get warmer. Don't forget we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, that area, get in touch with the people at Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, that area, get in touch with our friends at Southern, 662-429-4429. All right, before we get out of here, um, I know you're a big proponent of this, so that's why we're talking about it because I know it excites you. I am a uh, really big golf fan. Love watching it on TV. Um, I was really – the whole live golf thing as a golf fan, I I, I think it sucks from because I think you're robbing – uh, the best golfers uh, on the stage. I did like the PGA Tour's response when they started doing elevated events. Um, Live Golf has moved on. At first, first year they went live streaming and all that stuff on YouTube, and now they got they have a deal with a CW. That's their TV deal, right? And the first first numbers came out for this season. And if you watched, if you go on YouTube and you look at their live streaming numbers mm-hmm. and see how much they've gone down. As the novelty's worn off. As the novelty's worn off. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Now, the question is, is how, all right, so let's, the first TV ratings when they came to CW came out, this was when they, this was like two weeks ago when the, um, the PGA was playing the Honda Classic. Mm-hmm. All right, and then you had, uh, Live Golf playing their first event of the year. PGA Tour did 2.3 million viewers on TV. And on the CW, Live Golf did 291,000. One's bigger than the other. Yeah. Yeah, I'm of this opinion. I don't think think there are enough golf uh, aficionados, meaning people who watch television golf, not, I'm not talking about the masters and stuff. Yeah. I'm talking about the week by week yeah, stuff. People right? like me. I don't know that there's enough of them to support two leagues, and so they're going to support the they're going to support the league that they've grown up watching, that their dad grew up watching, that resonates with them, that they that they they they're familiar with the with the events. So when an event pops up, they're like, oh yeah, this is that event, right? I mean, people, you get the, you get the casual golf guy that's like. Tradition unlike any other. We're used to seeing that. We're used to seeing that ad, you know, during the NCAA tournament. So we know that as soon as the tournament's over, we're going to have uh, the Masters in Augusta. Yeah. Tweet, tweet, tweet. You're used to that. And get guys like me will watch the U.S. Open, and I might watch the the Open Championship, and I might watch the PGA Championship, but I'm not watching the barney miller classic right or whatever the hell it's called like you know when they're whatever where they're like oh yeah they're out in they're out in you didn't watch the valspar this weekend no you know they're they're out at mission hills i'm like oh cool great yeah. i mean i'm not watching that 
But the guy who is, he's not also watching live. Right. Does that make sense? No, it does. And so it's it's kind of like, yeah, are there are there is there a handful of football junkies who will watch everything football? Sure. Yep. Are there more people who are gonna watch the SEC? Because it's they're, they're not you understand, yep. I, you understand what I'm getting no, at. No, I do. So like when the Pac twelve goes, we don't have a problem. Yeah, you do have a problem. Because if you have fewer eyeballs, you have a problem. And so that's that's the that's the issue for me with with the golf. Well, that, here's here's the crazy thing. How about this? So CW gets this TV deal done, right? It's not even live. What's well, like the old NBA when it was before Magic and 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 uh, Bird rejuvenated the league? The damn finals were on tape delay. Yeah. Well, if you're on tape delay, you're not relevant. And so if if you're not even li- in this day and age, like I was yesterday, <laughs> yesterday. Flipping around, looking for all the SEC baseball games, so I could watch as many of yeah. as I could. And so I'm looking for Tennessee and Missouri, and I'm having to scroll. And it's like, oh, there's Arkansas State, there's Louisiana Lafayette, there's like softball. There's eight million live events. Yep. streaming. If you're not streaming live, you don't exist. Well, they put it on their app or something. But like, well, again, that's my point. When they opened up, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was something wrong. Okay, but it wasn't. So. Their first event, I, I guess it was uh, a couple weeks ago. Last week, it was two weeks ago, whatever. And so they play three rounds. So it was like Friday. Dude, there were 450 people watching that on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we get more shit for our show. Like, how can you, how can you, at what point does the sports washing, what point do they say, hey, you know, financially, hey, guys, um, this ain't working. They're getting there. You think they are though? I mean, yeah. Or is the sports washing? That's what I, was, I said. All that to say this: is the sports washing so serious that they're willing just to blow literally billions of dollars, like in the red? Like, at what point does the sports washing say, "Hey, this is not worth it"? They'll start tightening the belt, and over time, they'll go, "This isn't worth it." When they realize it doesn't work, yeah, that you're not truly washing your atrocities away. All right, now, and this is the last discussion. You're the PGA Tour. You let some of these guys back? Right now, yeah, within a because look, you can't turn around as the PGA Tour and go, all right, we held these events where we didn't pay people jack. These young guys got offered a boatload of money and they took it. Can't say I blame them. Now, if you told me they're like, hey, look, you might your next few interviews mention that hey you regret what you did okay play nice but no i don't do the hard line nope you're never coming back Mm-mm. i really don't because then you start looking like the bad guy if you admit that hey you were tempted it happens i get it and i do totally get it yeah where a guy got offered an absolute boatload of money It'd be like the NFL back in the day telling Herschel Walker and Steve Young, nope, nope, you didn't come with us originally. We're not letting you back. That's dumb. Right. You let them back in, but you get them to go, hey, yeah, kind of, yeah, I mean, if I had to do over, I would have stayed with PGA. They'd be no, great. No, no, you no. know, yeah, I just, I needed the money. And there aren't too many people who can go, oh, well, that's hypocritical. No, you needed the money. I get it. I mean, someone offered you. I'd only you, take four of them back. Well, I mean, and you only <laughs> take the ones back who are good. So right? you got Brooks Kepka. You take him back because he's got a name. 
All right, Cam Smith. Who Cam like Smith? Same thing. He won the open. I know who he is. Oh, really? Look at you. So if I know who they are, you should let them back. Okay. Because I'm probably representative of the casual fan, the extreme casual extreme. fan. All right. So we got Cam Smith, Brooks Kepka. Uh huh. Do you take back Dustin Johnson? Yes. Okay. We'll take back Dustin Johnson. Do you take back Phil? Yes, absolutely. Because people like me will watch golf for Phil. Ian Poulter. See, I don't. I don't have enough. I don't know who he is. I don't have enough of an opinion on like anything about him, other yeah. than every time you say his name, I think about chicken. <laughs> All right, but that's you see what I'm saying. There's only about four guys that move the needle. Yeah. So to so to say, I mean, if I'm missing somebody, I'm missing somebody. But you know, Cam Smith's a young player that that was on a projection to be number one in the world. He took the money. He took the money. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, like, and anybody who does, it's almost robbed the fan, like. It's almost, I don't have a problem with it. I would have done the same thing. Most of the fans who would be, quote, upset if they got offered that kind of money would take the money. It's going to be very, there was a, oh, I, I know another one. Um, Abraham Answer was a really, which you probably, that's probably never, on more on my level. Never heard of him. But he's a top 20 player. He was probably a top 20 player and, and accelerating, mm -hmm. very good upper echelon player, young player. But see, again, he got offered a ton of money yeah, and gone. he took it. Yeah. And you never know what was going on in his life or the people in his life who were like, hey, Abe, we need this money. I mean, that's like, I, I don't know. I mean, if you didn't have a, if you didn't have it stated beforehand that, hey, if you leave for the LIV, you can't, you can't ever come back. No. If you didn't have that stated, then I think you have to let them back if they're good enough to play. I'll be, uh, the so the Masters, these guys are going to be able to play in the Masters. So this is going to be. In my opinion, if they're going to do it, now's the time. You're fishing in about two weeks. You're going to all be in the same building. They're going to be at the Masters. They're going to be allowed to play. You sit them down. You have the conversation with them because with these elevated events, and again, we didn't have one this past week. We I guess we got a technical elevated event this week, not really, um, but you have the match play stuff, getting ready for the Masters. Um, dude, these elevated events are is for a golf fan is as good as it's going to get every single weekend. It's just who's who. I mean, it's like watching a major every single weekend. And the PGA announced, I guess a couple of weeks ago, really pissed off these young golfers, but they're going to move next year. I believe they're going to move their elevated events to no cut events and uh, guaranteed money and things like that. Trying to match all this live stuff. Um, I think we're getting in the mode to where we're going to set it up to get these guys back. But the question is, is how do they get out of their contracts with a, I mean, you don't want to piss some people off. You'll end up in a, in a box somewhere, out in the middle of the, <laughs> out in the middle of the, out in the middle of the forest, swimming yeah. with the fishes. Yeah, I, I don't know how all that works, but I'm with you. I think I've always kind of felt like this would get resolved. Yeah, sooner rather than later. All right, that's all I got, homie. All right, thanks to everybody for uh, being with us again. Thanks to our people at our friends, I should say, at Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. Rain's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. We'll be back on Thursday. Get uh, ready for Sweet 16. Talk about some other free agency and things. Uh, at that point. So thanks to everybody for being in the stream with us. Certainly appreciate it. We'll see you on Thursday for Tyler. I'm Neil. That does it for this edition of McCready and Siski powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Have a great week.